What is up, everybody? We are back. It's us again. It is tea time. You know what time it is. It's tea time with Robin. We're here. <laughs> Amazing. What's up, Robin? How you doing? Well, we made it through what I hope is the last snowstorm of the season. Um, but other than that, <laughs> thank God. Just, yeah, just fine in in Wyoming. Looking forward to the draft. Extremely happy to be with you as always. Nice. And me and too. What episode is this? You didn't say. Eighteen. I'm sorry. Episode eighteen. Yes, three. Like you said, three more weeks until the draft, and um, we're gonna have kind of a, a draft show to talk about some guys that we like, and we're gonna you know talk about some some guys today as well because Robin has a crush on somebody apparently. Okay. Um, <laughs> but today we're gonna talk about the narrative going into this upcoming season with the Jets of Miami possibly trying to win the division. Possibly. The Bills still own it, you know. Speaking of that, though, how do you feel about the fact that everybody is just saying it's Miami's or it's the Jets? It's just Buffalo is just not in it anymore. Well, that's a narrative that everybody would like to think could happen because we all know that there is a certain group of people that would love to see the Bills fade into obscurity. Mm -hmm. Not everybody loves Bills Mafia. and so I don't get that either, though. Uh, yeah, well, they can do whatever they wish. Right. And the bottom line is they have a big media market. New York has a big media market. Miami has a big media market. New England has a big media market. In comparison to the Buffalo media market, they are gigantic. Right. And therefore, their narrative goes on and on and on and on and on. And of course, that's what they're going to say, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I, this is why I stayed off of, I've been off of spaces um, on Twitter for a while because I just can't get I, the whole always pounding on Josh Allen, um, Ken, um, Ken Dorsey, like it, it, um, Sean McDermott. It was just like a lot of negativity out there. And I was just like, I'm pushing back from spaces for a while because I need to focus on not so much on my team, but just focus on peacefulness. <laughs> exactly. You know, because people just talk just to talk sometimes. They do. And much of the time it's negative. Yes. For whatever reason, negativity sells. And <sighs> I'm not sure why either, because I don't, I don't do spaces for that very reason. Very often, you might pop in on one once in a while, but I find the, the negativity very frustrating. And it's as if you can't get a coherent conversation going anyway before somebody else wants to go off in some other direction. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, it's kind of hard to follow. So it's, it's like the narratives, like I was saying, it's just like you, one narrative after another. Oh, I can beat your narrative. Let's say this. Oh, I can beat your narrative. Let's say it's just like, oh my God, please. But speaking of narratives and speaking about our, our division, let's go down, down the list or down the line with the teams, the Jets. What have the Jets done <laughs> so far? 
I mean, and, and, and this is prior to draft because we might address this again later on once the draft is done. Oh, we will. Okay. <laughs> what have they done to put them maybe, let's say, in first above the Buffalo Bills? Well, we know that they have had an elite defense that I had much respect for last season. Mm -hmm. And if they had more competent quarterback play probably would have had a very good chance to make, make it as a wild card, at least in, in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So their defenses are already been great. We know the question mark with the jets is at the quarterback position. What's hilarious to me is how they're handling it, which is in a totally jets way. Nobody knows whether our, is it Aaron Rodgers or isn't Aaron Rodgers? Is it Green Bay? Is you know, it's like who is it? Give me a scenario where the Jets win the division without Aaron Rodgers if they have to go with Zach Wilson or whomever. Mike White's probably better than than Zach Wilson, but but still. Who's on who did they pick up? Did they pick up another um quarterback? They did. I was looking when I was doing our um, pod research. I don't think the Jets picked up another quarterback. I think it's uh, maybe they did. Let me see. Well, I think Mike White was with them. Mike, he's with um, Miami right now. God, that's right. They stole him. Yeah. yeah. They stole him. Excuse me for that. Yep. They stole him. That's right. So the Jets, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, are so travesty weird. if they don't get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're going to have to this. I don't know why this reminds me of Brett Favre, right? Yes. It's like a rerun of, of them. But here's the deal. I was listening to one bills live yesterday and apparently it was on pro football talk. I believe uh, suddenly there appears to be another team that might be interested in Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers might be interested in this other team. Oh, that's where he's from. And that would be the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. And what would that look like? I'm telling you, if Rodgers goes to the 49ers, oh, they are immediately awesome. the best team. Oh, that's a super team. That's yeah. a super team. That's a super team. Who do they have? Oh, they have Lance who broke his foot or leg, right? Trey Lance, but they also signed Sam Darnold. Oh, they did sign Sam Darnold. And they have Brock, they have Brock Purdy. So and Brock they, Purdy's not going to be ready until what next year, maybe, right? Probably. So it would. I uh, the rumor was apparently that Packers were willing to let Aaron Rodgers go to the Jets for a couple of three rounders. Oh wow! And. Allegedly, other teams kind of went, bing, you're going to give Aaron Rodgers away for three rounders? Well, we got teams that are looking for a quarterback. So this deal is not done. How disrespectful, though, huh? How cool would it be and how yeah. juicy would it be? It would be so the New York Jets to, to lose out on Aaron Rodgers and then they're back to square one where they were last year. With yeah. Proved offensive line, maybe. Um, and he I went and got all these guys. <laughs> he went and got his wide receiver. Um, 
okay. his tackle. Like I, you just went and got these guys. I think he's trying to go get the other older. Is it Cobb? It's. It's gonna be interesting. It's yeah, interesting. yeah. Nicole yeah. Hartman, they went and picked him up too. Yep. So it's just the yes. Jets are jetting. They are I jetting. love it. They are jetting. It. And we are all here to sit and watch it happen. Absolutely. I absolutely think Aaron Rodgers wouldn't give five hoots to dump the Jets to go to San Francisco. I mean <laughs> from there. That's his home, you know, that's his home area. And I didn't even think about the 49ers. I didn't. And I, I honestly thought maybe the Raiders, because who does the Raiders have? Could end up. Because, oh, that's right. Oh, that would be dirty. Come on, wouldn't Aaron Rodgers love to be with Devontae Adams? Again? All right. But San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco sounds real sweet because, I mean, it's an already made team and all you have to do is just plug in. And if he wants to play for two years, you could play for two years. I mean, Lance, again, is sitting back well because he got hurt, first of all. So you don't know what this guy can get give you because he's been sitting for this time. Super Bowl. I'll, That's what they would get if they got Aaron Rodgers. In if there. I'm the GM, I am on the phone if they're not already. We can on the do phone. better than three. Right. Got you. I'll give you a I'm I'll give you a one. They don't have one, I don't think. But still. No, could, oh yeah, they don't. They don't. My bad. They, they don't. They could, they could do that next year. Like, yeah. Right. You could add, yeah. We did that with Stefan Diggs. Yeah. We gave away our first round. And wasn't he worth a first round? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. From because it balanced itself out, actually. Yes. You know, so, I mean, I think we're happy with that. Definitely. All right. So let's move on to Miami. What have they done to move the needle this far? I mean, they brought in a safety Jarvis Ramsley. Ramsley. Um, they added Mike White, like we were talking about, a backup quarterback from um, the Jets to back up to uh, who we think will not last this whole season. If he does, God bless you. You know, I want you to. I do not want to see this guy get hurt again with a concussion because I truly believe if he gets one or two, he needs to be gone. And that's just from not a fan of the the Buffalo Bills. I'm a fan of football. Um, and we just seen Tyreek Hill said he wants to retire after 2025 season. Thank mm -hmm. you. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs> Can we discuss that a little bit? Yes. Let's discuss Miami. Tyreek Hill specifically, I really had an interesting feeling when he came out with that statement. Mm -hmm. It's something I can't remember what player said it, but oh, it was Kyle Williams. If mm. you are even thinking about retirement, retire. Yeah. But going back to Rogers, 90%. Nine, Robin. If I'm thinking 90% not waking up and going to work, then I'm not going to work. There is no percentages. If I'm, like you said, Kyle, if I'm thinking about retiring, then just do it because your, your thought is there. You're not. Yeah. You're no he longer wants, in it. He says he want, he has his next phase of his life in business, as he put it, mm -hmm. is already 
developing the next phase of his life. Right. Right now you're doing that. So you're, you should you shouldn't put it out there because it, it makes your mind. Well, you know, I got one more year. Uh, you're counting down the days of your retirement. It's no longer I don't know. It's no I longer fun. You talk about your next life as much as you want. Absolutely. Please, please. And it makes on, us twice on the Sundays when you play. the game. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But have they moved the needle? I mean, like I said, they got Ramsey, Jarvis Ramsey, Jaylen. which Jalen, I'm sorry, Jalen Ramsey, which I think gives that defense. I mean, a little boost. Oh, it does. You know, it does. They're, they will be incrementally better, which is not a bad thing because this was a very, very good football team last mm -hmm. year. I mean, they went to the playoffs. Without Tua at times. And if right. they had had Tua through their whole season, they definitely would have been a wild card contender. But I say that, I say this though. They had Tua the last few games of the regular season. And they went, did they go 08 or 07 or something like that? Well, they lost a lot of games. And the question I have is whether or not Tua was competent to be on the field because, again, this goes back to my background as a nurse and this history of concussions that he has. I question whether or not he got on back on the field too soon. Mm-hmm. And we remember that that concussion that he had at the end of the season kept him out for a longer period of time. He didn't come back right away right? from that. So mm -hmm. it was hard for him with each cumulative effect that you get from a concussion. One plus one equals three. Mm-hmm. So the next one, and I've said this before, and God forbid, I'm terrified that he's going to take a hit and die on the field. I'm terrified of that. Yeah, somebody he's said that in spaces yesterday. It's like, and I think that's why they went. I mean, I think you go out and get a compliment uh, um, backup anyway, but you definitely needed one for Tua because you had, you're going on your third string quarterback. Well, I'll tell you what, Mike White, is a competent quarterback. Yes, and for very, sure. Very underrated. So my take on Miami is I still think that without Aaron Rodgers, Miami is more of a threat than the Jets. Yeah. But with I'm Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it definitely evens it out, right? Because I mean, we're close to it because we're we're we're, we're Bills fans. I mean, I would have to say, yeah, I would, if it's, you know, Buffalo, I have to give it to, to the Jets because of quarterback play. You know, I mean, Tua did his thing the first few games, the first, you know, several games of the, um, of, of, of last year. Um, he was playing like an all-star. <laughs> Let's just be, you know, say what it is. He was, but you can't depend on Tua lasting the whole season because if, of concussions. If, if he gets a concussion and comes back, it's like I saw last year, he wasn't the same quarterback. Right. Processing time was a little bit off. And I think it was still 
bothering him. But the Jets are legit, legit with Aaron Rodgers. Without yeah. him, I don't know. It depends. But their defense is legit. Yeah, but that offensive line, I mean, and the offensive line play was questionable too, and so was ours. But when it comes to Josh and he can maneuver around, it makes your offensive line work for you. Um, and hopefully we fix that in this draft and free agency, that the free agents that we picked up. But um, let's move on to the team that no one is really talking about, who I think is, is sneakily doing some stuff that we don't really know. I mean, they got to know a new OC. Um, Bill O'Brien. But Bill O'Brien, yes. They got James Robinson as a um, running back, and they got the old tight end, Mike Kinsicki from Miami. Yeah. So they've made some – and Juju, I'm sorry, and they picked up Juju from the free agency from um, the, um, the Chiefs. So they are doing things, but they're doing it so much under the radar – to where you're like, okay, what is my what is um, New England doing? And then it just came out that they're trying to trade their quarterback. <laughs> what are we doing? What's going on here? Well, I think the bigger storyline that I'm loving, and we're going to see it play out full bore, is Bill Belichick versus Bob Kraft. Oh, yeah. Because Bob Kraft likes Mac Jones. It's, this is going to be a nasty breakup. Ooh, it is. If it, like Brady, you thought Brady's was nasty, and that was mild, kind of. But these this two, can, this hmm. this can get interesting and ugly, in my opinion. Yes. No. Yeah. Belichick doesn't like Mac Jones. Clearly. Right. He was asked at the combine. Yes. He was asked yes. at the combine. Do you see Mac Jones as your starting quarterback? Oh, well, we're going to have a competition. Okay. That doesn't give you like a flowering endorsement from, from your head coach. A competition. I've been in his office for two years. You've got, you've given me an offensive coordinator who was actually a defensive coordinator. My first year, I didn't, you coddled me. Second year, I couldn't throw the ball down the field. You, you, you handcuffed my handcuffed me in this offense, and now Bill O'Brien's coming back or coming, well, coming back, and then they don't hire nobody out of their the uh, Bill Belichick circle. Well, there's a reason for that. They all have to sign non-disclosure agreements, and there's only a certain group of people that he's willing to bring into his inner circle. Question, question. I cannot wait till the movie come out with Bill Belichick and all these players. I can't wait. I'm going to be the first one in line. But I tell you, he had a problem this past season, as I understand it. I believe it was on one Bill's drive. They were talking about this, that apparently Mac Jones was on the phone uh, during this season talking with Bill O'Brien from Alabama, Bill O'Brien at that time was OC in Alabama. He was calling up supposedly Bill O'Brien to get advice from him in terms of running the offense. Oh my goodness. So that could tell you how much confidence he had in Matt Patricia, which is about as much confidence as anybody else. I was thrilled to see Matt Patricia. I was too. I'm not going to lie. I was like, this is a winner. 
<laughs> absolutely a winner. And and the Bel stay tuned because the Belichick versus Kraft thing is is going to get very interesting over Mac Jones. We had a similar issue, remember, when Belichick was ready to move on from Brady. Yes. And Bob Kraft was like, no, fast. give him more money or do what you need to do to keep him. But then, so Belichick is half G GM too, right? Mm -hmm. So they didn't, I guess this was the push out for, for Brady because they didn't surround Brady with, with weapons. There you go. So well, that was to leave, right? Right. You force leave. you force me to leave. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, the wow. gamesmanship, the gamesmanship. Yes. But before we move on, mm -hmm. you want to say and emphasize what you said. This team is sneaky good. Their mm -hmm. defense was very good last year. I wouldn't they're say they're always good. good. Yeah. They were always good with Belichick. Mm -hmm. And you can never count Belichick out anyway with his little cheating ways. God only yeah. knows he's got up his sleeve. But this issue with the owner is going to fester. Yeah. And yeah. Be a problem. But the, but the Patriots, people should not sleep on the Patriots. I think the AFC East will be the hardest division in football. I think so too. I do. Because the, there's no, there's no room for error. No. First of all, I mean, if you lose game four, fourth game into the season, that's going to come back to bite you somewhere. Because it's like, it's always like, oh, it was a, remember that game? And it was like, we should have won that game. That game would have put us, you know, at this, you know, it's always that. So it's, this season is going to be interesting with this division, because like I said, there's, there's no error. There's no margin of error because at any time it could be Miami in first, like last year, Miami was in first place and they were losing. So, yeah. and then you, you never know. You never know. Um Let's move on to some like, draft talk a little bit. I have a position that I don't know if people are talking about a lot of. So my position, I think, that is not getting a lot of talk about, discussion about, is because we use this guy so much um, in a 12 personnel, Bobby Hart. And people were like, why is Bobby Hart still on the team? Why is this guy still here in Buffalo? Well, they used him as a tight end and they used him, you know, so, and they were like, will you do a lot of 12 personnel? We did. Bobby Hart was a 12 personnel. He was a tight end. But for me, I think now Bobby needs to go because I think people know that this is just a decoy. Let's go get a tight end. So I'm choosing tight end as my pick, as my pick for this this um draft pick draft season do you have a, a a tight end that you love i do but i think i want to wait until we talk about our drafts okay. <laughs> i have one i like too but i'm not saying i'm not saying okay. talk about the draft i will though i'm not going to talk about position group mm -hmm. i am going to discuss uh every year i do this the early rounds in the draft bore me to tears. Really? Everybody knows in the first round who's going where, you know, in, in, in the, the night of the draft, things change and then it gets very interesting. But my favorite thing to do is to look in the later rounds of the draft mm -hmm. for players who might be overlooked 
might not even be drafted, might end up as undrafted free agents, but who end up performing way above what you would expect. Those mm-hmm. are the players that intrigue me the most. So as I, as I put this disclaimer out here, I want to emphasize that this particular player is not a player that I expect to be a starter, not one I expect to be uh, a star, but one that I expect to, to play over and above where people are projecting this particular player to be. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always on the lines, you know, I'm always liking the big hog mollies. <laughs> I love the guys up front. So the player that I have been watching since the combine intrigued me. His name is Dante Stills. Why do I? He ha- he hails from West Virginia. Okay. Okay, he comes from West Virginia. Well, that's where he went to school. His father played 10 years in the NFL. Mm. One team he played for was the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Kansas City Chiefs, their media even covered this guy because I think they they were hoping that the Chiefs draft him or pick him up as an undrafted free agent. So he's a sleeper. He's a sleeper. Okay. He's six foot four. 284. He's a tweener in terms of where do you put him? Mm -hmm. Because he can play defensive end. He can play edge, as we talked about in terms of the differences. He can he can also move inside. Mm. But he's a tweener. That That versatile. Exactly. And you know Sean McDermott covets versatility. Yes. I just love the way this kid approached the combine. He had, I think his, oh yeah, it was a 48540. For okay. a guy that big, that's not bad. No. 48540. So he can move, looked great in the cone drills, has very good balance. I think that he could be a very good rotational player mm-hmm. on the defensive line because of his versatility, but he would be more rotational. He wouldn't be playing a lot, just a rotational player and special teams. Mm. So this is my, this is the guy that I've got a crush on in the later rounds or maybe even undrafted who I think will, when he does play in the NFL and he will play in the NFL, he's going to be better than whatever, wherever he gets drafted. Unless somebody okay. else sees the same thing in him that I do. But I think that he's a he's a late round tweener who could really end up being very productive in the NFL. Okay, I like that. Uh, let me ask you this. Would you be upset? Because I know people offense, 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 O-line, offense, O-line, offense. Would you be upset if they went defense first? No, especially if they took Mozzie Smith. Okay. If yeah. Mozzie- if Mozzie Smith falls that far in the draft, they have to take him. And please give me the one technique defensive tackle that because I'm we have begging. no one. We have Ed Oliver and we have what we have um, Jones, right? Right, but Jordan, you know, we have Jake. Oh yeah, Jones, Jordan Phillips. Jordan back. Phillips. 
and, and Jordan, if he stays healthy, will do okay. But the one technique defensive tackle I've been crying for for three years, we need to draft. Yeah. So if Mozzie Smith falls down that far, give me Mozzie all the way. I like that. I like that. Um, speaking of our defense and how it's going to be played out with Sean McDermott, hopefully he's more aggressive. Um, and maybe our defense is changing. He, he won't say, of course, he won't give us that heads up. What do you think Terrell, what's it, Jones fits in this? Because he's a slot, of course, slot safety. Taron um, Johnson. Johnson, sorry. Um, very physical. I mean, he's undersized. Um, most of the guys that he, go against him is bigger and faster. Do you think Teron is pushed out? because maybe we're playing more three safeties, big safeties. What do you think he fits in this defense? You, you know, if, it if it changes. It does, and it might. But I do know that they love Taron Johnson, mm -hmm. also for special teams. But Taron Johnson is a terrorist on the field. Yeah, yes. He hits hard for his size. Yes, he does. So I think they will do everything within their power to have him play a role on the Bills' defense. But that being said, there's a few things. There's a couple of things that could happen, and we talked about this on another podcast in terms of some three safety looks. Mm -hmm. right. Maybe that's why we have Taylor Rapp right signed right. the Rams because he's starting material. He is a bench material. He's starting material. So I'm thinking he's going to have a role playing regularly. And he's that gets you out of that package, that dying package. So in which we know Leslie Frazier loved <laughs> to just be in it. It would not go away from it. And mm -hmm. as fans, we get frustrated because we're like, why are we still in this Leslie Frazier? Um, I'm just excited for that personally. Well, the other the other question mark here in terms of this position getting squishy is what role that Christian Benford might play. Right. They have stated they have an interest in him moving to safety, and they may have been thinking about that before they got Taylor Rapp. So it's hard to say what Christian Benford's going to do, but Christian Benford will have a role somewhere. Mm -hmm. They love him as well. I think it's just so crazy that you 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 double dipped and maybe I'm just thinking about um white being ready and still gonna be with the Buffalo Bills because you double dipped at cornerback, you got your guy the first round, you dipped again and got another corner. Then when the season started, I guess um, Elam wasn't ready. So Kristen, you put Kristen in the guy that you got behind your rookie. Um, I don't know. I just, I just thought, I thought Elam was ready. I, I, I seriously thought he played, I guess, better than, than Kristen, Kristen did. So, I mean, I don't know. What do I know? What do I know? I just don't think you, you go and get the guy that you've seen in your, the first round, Elam, and then you have him start over, over Elam. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I think that was a psychology pull move on McDermott's part 
because he wanted Elam to move. Let's move along with your development. Mm -hmm. In fairness to Elam, Elam came from a system that was predominantly press coverage. He didn't play much zone. I don't think he had much experience in, in that arena. And so when the season started, I don't think he was quite ready because mm -hmm. he wasn't quite used to zone coverage. Therefore, Benford apparently was more ready at that right. point yeah. and played. Elam played much better toward the end of the season. And I think his next year, this season coming up, we'll see a big jump from him. Mm -hmm. okay. And hopefully the other thing I hope we see is a Tredavious White that we saw before he was injured. It took Tredavious a long time. Yes, it did. To get it back did. on the field. And even when he did, he wasn't himself. No. I wouldn't say we saw flashes of that toward the end. Mm -hmm. There was flashes of, of Tredavious becoming the old Tredavious, feeling safe on his knee. Mm -hmm. But in fairness to, to, to Tredavious, he said this was the first injury, believe it or not, yeah. injury he ever had. That's crazy. So psychologically, I, I get why it took him longer to feel like he was secure on, mm -hmm. that, on that knee. So it will be interesting to see what happens. But I think Elon will make the jump. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see it how, again, how this defense is going to play out, who's going to be opposite side of Tredavious. Well, who's to say it's even Tredavious? Maybe it's it's Elam and Christian. So we don't, you know, we don't know. I'm not putting that out there because I want Tredavious on this team. And I can see, um, like you said, towards the end of the season, he he was getting his 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 legs back. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, moving off just a little bit. Uh, mock drafts, do you partake in those at all? I don't. And the reason I don't is because I don't during the college football season have time to watch enough college football to feel like I would know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But here's what I do do is I use mock drafts because I study everybody's mock. I don't care. You put a mock draft draft up on Twitter and I see it. I'm going to look at it. Gotcha. And I'm going to study it. Yeah, that's, that's how me I too. a lot of my information because I start looking at the draft after the season is over. I start looking at college. Oh, really? Gotcha. Players, and then I start looking at the combine, and that's when I start refining things. And now I read a lot of mock drafts mm -hmm. so that I get an idea of, okay, this many people are positioning this person at this spot. So that's kind of what I use mock drafts for. But as far as doing them myself, no, I don't. How about you? Uh, yeah, I did. I did some last year. Um, I did some before the draft or well, before free agency. And, and I was just like, wait, I need to wait until after um, free agency. I haven't done one this year, but I might just do one just to see. I did like maybe six last year. Wow. And I was just all, yeah, I was all over the place. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to do that this year. And I was even on the draft show and, you know, I don't, I don't watch enough college football to give an opinion about a player. So yeah, it's, I, I can't do, I can't do Saturdays. I got my Sundays already tied up. I can't do Saturdays. She exactly. would kill me. So <laughs> my life, my life is too busy to, to be able to take that on. And also you're like, I am, if I do, I want to do it well. Mm -hmm. 
So I just am straight up with people and say, look at when it comes to the draft, I defer to two things, my own research and Dean Kindig. Yes. Buffalofanbase.com because he is the best resource that anybody could ever find in terms of draft information. It's so crazy. You speak about him. I just referred somebody to him because um, Bobby, no, Robbie, Robbie asked me about drafts. Would you help me with the draft? And I'm like, I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't really know. I don't, I do research. I said, I, I pick some guys and I stick with those guys and I do research. I said, but I got a guy, I'll send you his name. I said, direct message him and he can point you in the right direction. I said, because I use some of his stuff as well. So hopefully he'll, you know, reach out to him because he wanted to do a draft show and don't get me wrong. I, I, I'll go anybody on anyone's platform because I've been on um, Robbie's platform before. But to talk about the draft, I don't want to seem like I'm lost. So I'll give that to people that know. <laughs> That's where I'm at. You know, Dean Kindig is like the man. He does the research. He follows college football mm -hmm. from the day after the draft starts. The day after the draft is over, he puts out his next, his big board for the next year. Cool. He's already got that set up and lined up and I'm, I'm, because this is what we always do at the end of the show mm -hmm. on, on the Buffalo fan base blog, Buffalo fam with an M fanbase.com. We have his big board pinned. So you can go to the, go to our fanbase.com site and it's right there. And if you want to look up, he's got 500 plus players and mm, yes. you could possibly need to know about them on his big board and his big board will be up and he updates it regularly, like two or three times a week. He's updating that thing. He needs and he also has where some of the 30 visits are yes. players that has gone to Scouted. the visits for the Buffalo Bills. And that's pretty dope too. Scouted. And yeah. we also have on there, uh, Joe Reagan does a fedora forecast and he has a, a mock. Well, it's not even a mock draft. He, he picked a few players from each round or one player from each round that he would like to see drafted. Very interesting article. Okay. And then the other thing that's up there is Astro. And don't ask me why Dean Kindig has a, a, a handle named Astro, <laughs> but he calls himself Astro's final pick six. So this is his six players at each round that he oh, okay. are the best players that can be selected by the Bills. And he includes those players mostly that have been scouted by the Bills. Mm. players that that he looks at so there's lots of really good information up at buffalofanbase.com if you're interested you can get caught up on being ready for the draft just take a look at, at the front page there and there's plenty of articles cool i like that i have another question for you do you think they stay at 27 it depends if the if the player they seek and i'm sure that there will be a couple of players that they've got eyeballs on if those players go off the board then yes i think they'll move down okay. if there's somebody that they want like say jack campbell falls mm. to 27 they may take him or I, as others have projected that that campbell might actually be better off as a player in the first part of the second round then they might trade back if jack's still on 
the, on there and and they don't think that there's other other teams that are interested. Mm -hmm. so, so we'll see. Uh, Mozzie Smith, another one. If he falls to 27, they'll grab him. I seen Jack Campbell mock to the Steelers because they need a lineman too. I wouldn't be surprised. So there yeah. might be some maneuvering around because mm -hmm. the other question is they could move up in the draft. If they really have a player that they want, they, you know, they may move up in the draft and they've got draft capital. They only have six player, um, six choices, but they also have players they could trade. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I also seen a mock where we get a running back in the first pick. Maybe. pick. Robinson. If yeah. He's, so far, he's generational. He's that kind of guy that you got to, you got to do what you got to do. See, so, I don't like that. So what was the, what was the purpose of uh cook? Oh, double. They would have them both. They would both be featured. And I, I could, I could see them. I could see them doing it. And I could also see Bill's mafia going absolutely ape. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they are, which also I want to bring up one thing that T I want to say T M little C on Twitter sent me a DM about something we need to talk about and we won't do it today. Okay. But I do think that, that this was a great suggestion because people are going nuts. We need to talk about PSLs and what they're going, what they're doing what they're doing to the fan base right now, because people are going ape and Trent seemed to think that that was something that we should talk about at some point. And I okay. agree. PSLs. All right. But not today. We got draft stuff going. Yeah. 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 We'll get back to it. Like towards maybe the end of the draft, we'll talk about it. Cause we're going to need something to talk about. We got so yeah, for sure. But I just wanted to say um, congratulations to S S was was it was LSU basketball women's basketball yes. for pulling pulling off that great victory against Ida Idaho no it don't matter it won um <laughs> Iowa it was it was Iowa right I think yeah so I mean I watched the game congratulations to them I was actually going for South Carolina Dawn Staley I love her. I love her. I love her. I was disappointed, but they handle it so gracefully. I was just like, you can't be mad. You can't be mad. So all the stuff that came after it, shame on you guys. You're disgusting and you're disturbing. Like it just let these women play. Please. And for shame on you guys that this, the narratives, the narratives is, is just nasty. It's nasty. These women should be celebrating. Exactly. That's it. So I just wanted to say that. Um, but I have no more unless you do. I do not. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in again. This is going to drop on Fridays and we always we always record. I had a little brain fart. Record on Thursday. So if something happens and we don't talk about it on a Friday because we recorded this on a Thursday. So anyway, we thank you guys for listening. Always. It's always. Go. Go Bells. <laughs> we'll get it together. Love you.